Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle Krabs. we're your hosts chris schubert's here floating around producing this thing we're all from the draft network and we're brought to you by bet online which is your number one source for all your football betting needs this season you'll find the latest odds matchup info player news and game trends and as your continued source for all your sports wagering information Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy... Uh, National Kids Music Day to you. Kid, no, refuse to celebrate. We celebrate every day, man. We celebrate it every day. Every day is Kids Music Day. Wheels in the bus, driving to preschool this morning. Wheels on the bus, daddy. Wheels on the bus. So now her thing is she actually starts singing it herself oh. if I don't put it on. Taking matters into her own hands. I love yes. that. Yes. So I, I get it even when I don't want it. So happy National Kids Music Day to you today <laughs> as well. It's good, Chris. What's up, man? Hello. We were singing Akuna Matata for me this morning before I got up and, and started working. So, oh, yeah. Disney songs. Those I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. You know? Akuna Matata. Lots of Disney lots of Disney movies get watched. Uh, a lot of Pixar stuff. But uh but yeah. Num- number one Disney Pixar film, Chris, that you've seen in the last three months. Oh, dude. Dude, Encanto's really good. Have not seen Encanto. Uh, I, I I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Joe, what about you? I haven't watched a movie in the last three months uh, at all. Your daughter hasn't watched a movie? Your daughter hasn't watched a... No. No, she just... She goes through the YouTube, man. Just give her the hand or give give her the phone and she just watches YouTube videos. So, yeah. YouTube kids or YouTube? Because that feels like a slippery slope. No, YouTube. And, and of course, my YouTube is curated to know that she likes Blippi and... uh, I don't know, whatever. The, the, she likes Bluey? to watch Pepper? kids playing with toys. You know do, what do I mean? You guys watch this? What do we, do, we, do we watch Bluey? Bluey's uh, our jam, yes. Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. That's I know okay. that's a big thing in Kyle's world. We, we didn't didn't latch over here like it did uh, for you. But she's right, every, Everyday breakfast is brekkie because that's what they call it. And apparently that's like what the dads call breakfast to their kids in Australia. Yeah, yeah okay. brekkie. Yeah, we get brekkie every right. morning. We're more of a Peppa Pig house, and so uh, they say, oh, yeah. And so we say that a lot over here. That that should be a soundbite for the board, Chris. It, it will be. It will be. Also, <laughs> oh, highly yeah. recommend high, highly recommend Coco as well, the Disney movie. Coco and Encanto, oh. two okay. fantastic yeah, films. Yeah. Uh, Duly takes on takes. Ahead of us. Duly takes on takes. Takes on takes, takes folks. On takes. 
I've got a lot. We're going to get through the Twitter ones first, and then we'll move to the TDN Premium Discord because we got a lot over there as well. Uh, we have a take from – do you guys want the food take to start the show? Do we want to just get this out of the way? No, let's do a football one first because we just okay. BSed for three minutes on Listen, Blippi and Peppa. They're going to get like 50 minutes of takes on takes content. I mean, it, and we got okay, two truths and a lie coming up today. Very exciting. It's true. I have to – I – I, I took the coward's way out. I took the Kyle Krabs way out because I need to get the record reflected. And so took stats. I, I did stats. Yeah, I, mm, took I the have stats way too out. this week. Yeah, I was take from Matt. The best way for the Philadelphia Eagles to utilize their first round pick from the Saints is to trade it for a proven player this offseason or maybe even before the trade deadline. I like that. Who would you like get before that. the trade deadline, though? Like, I, I get the vibe and like, hey, we're all in. We got an easy schedule. Let's go out and get another player. But like, who'd be available at the deadline that would be a worth a one that would help Philly? Well, I, I, naturally, there could be needs that come up due to injuries, right? So that, sure. that, that changes things. I mean, I know there I, I, I you look at it and you say – linebacker right like they can get better at linebacker I know TJ Edwards has had a strong start to the season but like where do you find the most obvious course to upgrade it's there I think about edge I'm I'm gonna invoke a name here and it's gonna incite Philadelphia fans oh boy good but Christian McCaffrey not not for a one but yeah sure That'd be a great player for them to add. Yeah. Yeah, I just look at the teams. I look at the teams that are at the bottom of their division, respectively, and like think of players that could be available. And like, I don't know if there's anybody that screams, got to trade a one for somebody, you know? Yeah, but I think, I think there's, you got to look at the, the situation like the Rams going and trading for Vaughn, right? The two and a three, they gave up for him. Like, I think that's the right type of marriage. Expiring contract, bottom tier team, maybe a new regime. You know, you can you can get a good player. And I think Philly should. We got a dual take from AJ. He's got a serious and a less t- serious take. First serious take, the leading suitors for Rashawn Penny next year will be the Broncos, Saints, and Falcons. And then his not serious take is the dark horse upset of the week was Joe immediately nailing the pronunciation of superfluous. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, the second take, I'm all in. I was expecting Chris to help me out there, not Joe. And if you go back and listen to the podcast, that's exactly what you say. You say, you say, Chris, you immediately turn to me for help. You don't go to your friend Joe. Chris, bail me out. And Joe was like, superfluous. Chris, you're my new friend anyway, because you're my game day text buddy. Hmm. Yeah. See, we Joe and I talked about this in the pre-show, the Friday show. Tonight is the first wild card game for the Mets. And so you guys are going to get to see a different version of me because playoff baseball in person, you may not want to talk sports with me after this experience but we won't see you won't be in town for tonight's game oh you will what do you mean yes what do you, you mean not, not a math guy not a math guy not a math friday guy. Not a math. This i'm is not f- chris yes okay. yes okay. chris so, rashawn penny rashawn penny broncos saints falcons <laughs> um, so, it seems, so it seems like good good names. why the broncos javante's like seriously i un- i understand that we can't melvin bring melvin gordon. gordon back we can't do yeah. this he fumbles okay. too much he's old fumbles. we can't but Rashad Penny on the free agent market, if he plays the way he's been playing, I mean, this is this is going to be probably an. What do we think the market's going to be for Rashad Penny? 
X number of million dollars per season. Uh, I have a number in my head. Two years, 15 million. Chris, two years blank just, million. Two um, years blank million. Two years, eight and a half million. Okay. Um, per, Joe's sorry. So, so, so 17 total. Sorry. My scared apologies. the hell out of me. Sorry. I was getting sorry. ready to rip you a new one here on the show. No, eight, <laughs> eight and a half per, eight and a so half per. Not a math guy, but eight and a half times two is 17. That's what, yeah, 217. Okay. I was going to say right around eight. So we're all kind of in the same ballpark. Aaron Jones got well, are the Broncos going to pay that, though? Are the Broncos going to pay that for a running back? They gave a similar deal to Melvin Gordon when right. he, yeah, that I know was it's before they brought Russell Wilson in and gave Russ the bag. Sure. Yeah, he did. I mean, I, the bag. I think he's got reasonable teams. I, th- I think it's fair to say they're probably the least likely of the teams that he mentioned. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, if, if I had to put him in order, I'd say Atlanta's the home run fit. New Orleans for the uh, heavy hitting runner to compliment Kamara. Although I don't know that I would love that much money rolled up in your running back room in general between what Kamara's getting paid and what you pay Penny. And then the Broncos would be last. This take from Josh. This is the food take. Pico de Gallo is a top-tier salsa. I'm out on Pico. So this, this, this isn't going to settle with me. Um, Joe. Oh, it's onions. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're onions, very pronounced but... onions in, in Pico. So that's a that's a no-go for me. I'm also out of the Pico. Why? Pico's good. Yeah, I don't like the chunky consistency. There's Chris's five-year-old palate again. Mm-hmm. Needs everything sauced and pureed. It's salsa. <laughs> Good point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but <laughs> Whoa, tell you. <laughs> there you go. This take from Will for Chris: The Jets make it to an AFC title game before the Mets make another World Series. For all draft dudes. The same amount of quarterbacks and running backs are drafted in the first round of the 2023 NFL draft, and more wide receivers are drafted in the first round than those other two combined. All the way out on that second day. Yeah, I'm all the way out. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to have enough wide receivers. No. And I think we've got double the quarterbacks. This feels like a you might get two or three in the teens, and then I don't know that you get another one with how the class is stacking to this point. What's the script for there to be like that many running backs? Is, is it, it's Bijan, it's Jameer Gibbs, it, it, like Zach Evans. Like where, how are we getting there? You need at least, you need at least a third back for that. To Tucker. Be true. I'm not sure there's two. It would be, yeah, but you be, can make, you can make a firm argument for Robinson and, and Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, you can. Right. So, but you would need at least those two and a third for this to be a factual statement. Yeah. And then uh, for me, nah, I think the Mets make a World Series before the Jets play in another AFC title game. Mets are good. They just, they they got an unenviable path this year, but you can right, see the but, pathway for them being a championship team. Oh, the, Jet, and, the Jets are in a tough spot too with where so many other teams are in the AFC, right? Like Correct. There's a lot I to look think up at right the, now. The, the playoff picture, the way it breaks down, I think the Mets have a better chance short term than the. Than they could the legitimately Jets. do it this year. Correct. Like Whereas the a, Jets are like the Jets are not in, going to be competing for an AFC title. So. Please beat the Dodgers. I got to beat the Padres first, so we'll take we'll, it. We'll beat take the Padres, it, and then please beat the Dodgers. We'll That's take it step by step, class. Kyle. Okay. 
I have this take from Waka Flocka Bach. Take. Mm. It's a two-parter. So and have have a pen handy. Oh gosh. Malcolm Rodriguez is as good in run defense as Devin Lloyd is in pass. Rodriguez, oh. 23 solo tackles, two quarterback pressures, one tackle for loss, five runs to stuffs one forced fumble Devin Lloyd 20 solo tackles three QB pressures zero tackles for loss four run stuffs two interceptions the second part of the take if Detroit had even somewhat of a competent D-line like Jacksonville does for Lloyd instead of Michael Brockers uh, Demetrius Taylor Isaiah Bugs, and Benito Jones at defensive tackle then Rodriguez would be free more improving his run and pass grades he is as deserving as defensive rookie of the year mentions as Devin Lloyd no Talk about the spin zone, huh? That was a if lot. If all these things were different, if everything that I just outlined was different, Malcolm Rodriguez would be the D Roy. Well, that ain't how it is. But he's got a valid point that the the Lions' defensive front does not help Malcolm Rodriguez. No, it sure doesn't, especially for a smaller backer. That's tough. It's a tough way to make a living. And he's been a good player. Yeah, he's but been a good player, but. You I, you had me out the moment you put him in the same stratosphere as Devin Lloyd. Right. Sorry. Right. He's been a, a really, really, really good six-round pick, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. We move over to the TDM Premium Discord. First-time taker, David. Welcome to the show, Oh, welcome, David. David. Welcome, welcome to have you. Thanks for joining us. First-time take. And he's got a food take in here, too. First-time take. Despite productivity, Muhammad Ibrahim's ceiling is round five in the draft due to injury, age, and physical size. Yeah, correct. So it's, I think it's unfortunate. If you tell yes. Mo Ibrahim he could be a fifth round pick right now, he's signing that He'd deal. Take it. Yeah. The food take adobo is the best all purpose seasoning. Okay, I, I gotta Google this. Yeah, I don't use a lot of adobo. Adobo. Adobo sauce. Just so everybody knows, both both gentlemen are googling adobo right now. Adobo is the invention of cooked food and stock composed. Variously of paprika, or like with salt, chicken, chickens. Seems like an all-purpose type seasoning. That's literally adobo is the best all-purpose seasoning. Was the oh. take? You know what I really like? I'm going to disagree. But I, I, I maybe I just don't recognize this well. I really like, um, like those Cajun all-purpose seasonings. That's like, I don't know, like Emerald Agassi kind of made it. You remember Emerald Agassi? Bam! Right, he'd be seasoning his food. Nobody, neither of you. No, I know. Emerald no, no, no. I d- I just wanted you to say the bam, so I had another soundboard. So I was bam. just trying to keep it. All I was right. just trying to keep it clean. And he 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 he's awesome, man. He'd be like, it's like I was talking to myself, and I said, self, you know, he, great great cooking show guy. I liked whatever he had. That stuff is my favorite. I can get behind adobo, seeing that is salt, black pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, cumin, oregano, and other dry herbs and spices for the dry adobo. That that is. Apparently, I've been doing that this whole time and haven't realized it because I take all those things and (laughs) individual ingredients. So I could save myself a lot of time now and go get adobo. We have a tattle take from Joe Marino from over the weekend. And like somebody's telling on me. No, you told on somebody else. Really? You told on Gary. You told on Gary Danielson because you said he just said that Alvin Kamara and Kenyon Drake are similar in the NFL, and I was I would assume that was in reference to Jameer Gibbs because that was Alabama Arkansas would be the context of that. Yeah, Uh, I forgot that I had put this in there. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. Crazy. Those two running backs aren't similar at all. Kenyon Drake and Alvin Kamara. There's no similarities. 
can we ask the Dolphins fan how he feels about how about Kenyon Drake? Uh, I'm reading something on the spun. College football fans are not happy with Gary Danielson. It feels like a regular occurrence. Here's a, I, I I am not a big fan of his call I, of a game personally. I That's like especially for too. such That's, a marquee position, right? Like and the this worst is the part CBS game as I like Nestler. He's good. Like he's good, and like there's something that could be there, but it's just not. Okay, uh, Sanderson. Who, no, ah, ah, ah. No question. I need your takes. Here, sorry, Chris, that was aggressive. Vern Lundquist mm, or Gary no. Danielson? Oh, what the all-time <laughs> bad combination, bro! <laughs> so I will I'll say take- that. I- I felt some type of way when Vern left. Like I had some type, like I know he was bad, but like there was something about just knowing that he was going to be the three thirty SEC game. But the guy just made so many errors. Like, excuse me, pardon me. I, like you, I mean, you just never could get through it. You know what I mean? Ever. I'll I'll take Vern only because he also would call the Masters, and like he's good at that. So I'll take Vern. I'm going Gary. I can't deal with slower the slower action. Yeah, good call. One person, one ball at a stick. A little easier to handle than Vern's Vern's wires were crossed all Saturday afternoon, bro. Every damn week. This, okay. this take from Sanderson. After Caleb Williams is drafted at the top of the class in 2024. What player Archie, I missed the beginning? Caleb Williams. Okay. Archie Manning will transfer to USC and become the next Lincoln Riley prodigy to be the first quarterback drafted in the 2026 NFL draft. Sanderson, man, it's not even 2023 yet. Do we, why do we have to talk about the 2026 NFL draft? I think Can the point like- that he's trying to make here is that at some point, Archie Manning is going to transfer away from Texas. I, I Yes, I believe that's the merit of the take. Law of Averages says that's not a bad bet to place. <laughs> Someone's between Quinn Ewers and Malachi. Um, is it Malachi Moore and... Archie Manning, someone's leaving, if not two of them. Anything else before I move on here? No. Okay. Let's take from the sports nut. Take Washington would be better off starting Sam Howell than Carson Wentz at this point. There's always this phenomena, right, where it's like the the romanticization of what you – don't know versus the limitations of what you do know. It's like the Dolphins fans wanting Skylar Thompson over Teddy Bridgewater right now. And I don't know. I feel like if, and I understand there's some financial and draft capital investments with Carson Wentz that contributes to him playing, but if Sam Howe was a better player, he'd nine times out of 10 be playing. So the fact that he's not, I think, tells you what Sam Howell is and is not right now. I think the more interesting take here would be not so much to put in Sam Howell, but but to put in Taylor Heineke. Like, to me, that's the better play. Well, that's another devil you know versus the devil you don't. You know what Taylor Heineke is, too. Right, and he's probably better than Carson Wentz. Steak from Bailey. 
Take of the six 2021 draft class QBs, only Lawrence gets a second contract with the team that drafted him. So Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, Fields, Jones, Jones, Davis Mills. Mills. I think only one gets a second contract. And it's only Lawrence. He 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 called the shot. He said it's Lawrence. With the team that drafted them. I'm out on this tape. It's kind of trending that way, though. It is. Chris is like Zach Wilson. No, if Zach continues led- to play the way, if he plays the way that he, he played against Pittsburgh and continues to develop, they're going to give him a second contract. Now, he's got to do it, but I, I think if last week was any indication, I think we're trending in the right direction there. What for? Well, Lamar Lamar's going to get a deal, so there'll be two of those. Gonna say, man, that's just that's so much false hope, right? Feel like you got your guy, change around your franchise, you got a, your quarterback. I think one of, I think one more gets a deal. It so might not be record setting. Law of averages. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. Th- Joe, he, Joe's gonna do the Joe thing and take the field. Yeah. Well, I'm not sitting here saying that it's gonna be a, a reset of the market, but. You couldn't envision one of these teams kind of like needing to buy some time and signing their, you know, whoever to a one year, $15 million deal or something like that. It's extremely reasonable. Did did you guys, did you guys know that there was a petition on change.org to replace Gary Danielson and Vern Lundquist that got like 20,000 signatures? That's why you've been distracted for the last couple of takes. You've been deep down this rabbit hole. Get another thing for the soundboard. But the game's at eight o'clock. Does that mean it's not going to be Gary no, Danielson think... for the Alabama? Correct. Be Correct. In the presence of Mr. Danielson. <laughs> no. Hopefully he's not a listener, which is not a thing We're I not. normally say. Chris is looking it up now. I'm looking. Yeah. Oh, we are on CBS. Mm-hmm. Of course we are, but. Well, I but don't is know it if the, it was... it's not the three thirty game. I don't know how this works. I don't think there is a three thirty game on CBS. There is. It's Auburn, Georgia. Oh. Right. So is that where Gary is? You know what? It's a great question. I don't think that's where Auburn, no. Georgia is. The, Gary's on the three o'clock call. Like that's that, that's it. You don't know. I do know. You're not. He always has been. It's a staple. We're so watching Dal- Jacob Hester and LSU Tigers against the Florida Gators and. Sure enough, he was there. So Dal doesn't have a take is more so of a statement that he would like us to answer. And so this is the Friday show. The listeners kind of take over the show. So I'll allow it. Of the 64, apparently Kyle doesn't. Of the 64 starting tackles in the league, only blank are true starting caliber tackles. That's hard. Because we want to live in a world where every starter's good. It, that's just that's just not a thing. I think that's, that's the point just of not the take, a thing. right? I think that's the point of the take. Yeah, I don't know how I can get this to the number, like, but I, I I would agree with you that at at no position does every team have a starting caliber player starting. There's not a position group in the entire NFL that that's true for. Whoa, whoa. Shout out Brandon Martinez. Not a first-time taker, but I do want to shout him out because he Why gave us clapping? three takes. 
He said three takes for his lack of takes this season. So he's come back to takes on takes and says, boom, here's three for you. Okay. I, rapid, I appreciate the effort. Rapid fire. All Cowboys related. So I think he's a Cowboys fan. Hmm. Cooper Rush is the third best quarterback in the NFC East. So Dak's better. Jalen Hurts is better. And then Cooper Rush would be third. <laughs> what sure he's... Uh, Garner Minshew's in that division. Yeah, I'm going to say yes for the time being. Yeah, sure. Take two. Trayvon Diggs has taken the leap to being a top three corner in the NFL. No. Yeah, I'll say no on that as well. Take three. The Cowboys offensive line, which was first thought as a weakness, is now a major strength despite Tyron Smith's injury. I think there's a difference between it's it's been okay and major strength. I would agree. I think that's fair. Let's take from Dolphins Craze. Take gumbo is the best stew. Yes. Well, how do you define a stew? I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Big chicken tortilla soup guy. A stew is a combination of solid food ingredients that have been cooked in liquid and served in the the resultant gravy. What's the difference between a soup and a stew? Stews are similar to soups, and in some cases, there might not be a clear distinction between the two. Generally, stews have less liquid than soup, are much thicker, and require longer cooking over low heat. Of course. Yeah, I'll go gumbo. Just, yeah, that's Gumbo's good. It's sure. accurate. An accurate take. Are we sure? There's a lot of... St- I'm looking at the list of stews here. Well, what stands out to you? Beef stroganoff. Gumbo. We've got chili con carne. Gumbo. Skyline chilies in here. Gumbo. G- gumbo's in here. Your lucky coach O's I'm gonna, not on I'm the show today. Sit here and pretend you didn't suggest that Skyline Chili is in the same stratosphere. It's on as- the list. Cincinnati Chili. It's right no, here, dude. I don't care. Saying it's on the list, it's garbage. I, 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 gumbo's. I don't like gumbo either, so I'm kind of out on this whole stew thing in the first place. But double A, first time taker. Welcome to the program. Double A, double A. He's got three. He's got three. I told you, you want to be a first time taker, you got to come in hot. Take the Panthers are the most hopeless fan base in the NFL, and it isn't even close. No clear future at quarterback, head coach getting canned, and no meaningful assets to accelerate the obvious rebuild that's incoming. And the owner. I think the most important part of all that is the owner. Correct. So, yes. Take two. Uh, Jalen Daniels gets a Heisman invitation. Is Kansas going to go undefeated? They're going to beat TCU tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. Are they going to go undefeated? Probably not. Because I feel like that's the the need for Jalen Daniels relative to some of the other top performers. Now, Bryce Young, we'll see if Bryce Young misses extended time. I know he's not expected to with the, the AC joint sprain or whatever it was that he suffered against Arkansas. Stroud's going to put up crazy good numbers. Will Anderson, Jameer Gibbs. I just think there's too many 
think there's too many names for him to overcome playing at Kansas to get a Heisman. And that's not to say he wouldn't be deserving, but just knowing how the Heisman voters are, like, I don't think he's going to be seen enough. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say no. Take three. Joe's take on stadium food that you shouldn't buy any of it is his best food take ever. Couldn't disagree. More with this. And you're you're going to be my in on the take. Best take ever. Yes. Yeah. Like your best food take or your best all food. Of t- you know your best food take ever. I, I mean, I, all of my food takes I'm satisfied with. So. Take from RC, take at least one of the teams currently slated to draft in the top 10 to make the playoffs. And he uses Tankathon as a reference. So here are the teams. I got them for you. Don't worry, Kyle. Cool, 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 cool. Houston. No. Carolina. No. The Raiders. No. The Saints. Maybe. The Steelers. No. No. The Patriots. No. No. The Commanders. No. No. The Lions. No. Maybe. The Colts. No. The Falcons. No. No. So we had two maybes in there. The Saints and the Lions. And his take is that four of them will make the playoffs? Uh, At least one. So I don't know where you got the four from. Oh, at least one. I was making that up. (laughs) Not a math guy. Not a math Um, guy. The Saints got to get healthy. I think that the Saints get healthy, they give themselves a decent chance. But... They're all kinds of banged up right now. So, then first have a lot time of salary cap space to fill out their roster with depth. You know, right, so. little little top heavy roster because the salary cap is fake and fake. Yeah, yeah. Fifth and goal. Welcome to the program. First hey, time taker. Hey. Always go for it on fifth and goal every time. You and, get a well, and he says, "Okay, first time taker." So I gotta go for it all. He already knows the drill. Mm. He knows what he's got to do. And boy, has he delivered. Take. Bryce Young is the fourth quarterback off the board in the 2023 NFL draft. Like predictively. And I will tell you, this caused anarchy in the TDN Premium Discord. Anarchy. Paige, if you're listening, just skip ahead three minutes. Stroud. Levis. Hooker. Ward. It will not be Hendon Hooker. I will say that with confidence. You don't think he's in the conversation? No, like I would like to. This? I would like to. Him, I would like. I would like to co-sign this take. We watched him last week on the film study on Friday before we switched our film studies to Tuesday nights at seven PM in the TDM Premium Discord for any TDM Premium listeners who would like to watch tape film together. With us. We do. We we do it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the Discord, seven PM Eastern Standard Time. <sighs> So it's like Richardson, which I doubt. It's Cam Ward. It's Joe. What are the names did you have that weren't Henning Hooker? Levis Stroud. Right. I think those those two would are the firm like have an argument. You that need two more. Right. Or you need one no, more. You I need guess. one more. Not a math guy. One more. Um, one more I just think that gap is probably too big between the next tier down and Bryce, right? And there's some owners that are going to like Bryce just because he's the household name and a Heisman Trophy winner and played at Alabama and might push their front office to make that decision. I think I'm going to sell this take. 
I just think it's too far of a tumble. If it was three, I'd be there. I'd be saying yes. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Bailey has another take for us. Take at least three of Robert Quinn, Darius Slayton, Kareem Hunt, and Denzel Mims get traded before the trade deadline. So at least, I want to make sure I'm, my it, math it, is correct here. Yeah. At least three. At least three, and he gave you four names. And they are Denzel Mims, Kareem Hunt, and the other two are... Darius Slayton, Robert Quinn. Who's trading for Darius Slayton? Also, the Giants can't trade Darius Slayton. They don't have other. They don't receivers. have any other wide receivers. They, 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 they just can't physically. And Darius do that. Slayton still is not making an impact. So I don't think anybody's trading anything for. It's like the Preston Williams thing. We traded. We we dangled Preston Williams around for three years, hoping somebody would bite, and nobody ever does. Are we really trading Denzel Mims? I'm not sold. I think yet. May, there might be one of these. Might be one. Robert well, Quinn we, seems like the well, most likely. He has not played well this year, though. Well, we're trying to get at least three. Nah, so I, th- I think he. Think he bit off more than he could chew with the number of candidates and who actually gets moved. This take from Dayton take if Clark Phillips was six foot zero, he would be considered a top ten pick and CB one going into the twenty twenty three draft. He's also gonna have to have some weight there too. What if he kept his same proportions but was six foot? So like his his weight grew proportionately with his size. So he's with his height. He's that is not what he is. Hold on. Utah's very generous. Let me see if I have an official measurement on Clark. <laughs> what, what did they list him at? 5'10", 183. Which I would think is very aggressive. Um, I don't have him verified on him. Uh, nine, 509-2-183. Okay, so you do have a verified then. Um. So if he was six foot and 190, 195 pounds? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take from Schnappy. Schnappy. Take Raiders taking a quarterback in the 2023 draft is a smart move. Carr is 31, taking $40 million per year, and has a contract expiring in four years. Getting one this year enables the Raiders to select a quality QB of the future and develop them for a few years behind Carr. What year are you or what round are you drafting? I also I think he just really, said draft one. I also right, just but really I'm, good, Chris. No, I just really struggle with the idea of like, hey, let's invest what would need to be a premium asset, even if it's not a first round pick, into a backup quarterback because we're going to keep Carr because he makes a lot of money and's got a full no trade clause, and we're not going to address the forty seven other things that we have wrong with the roster. I just I can't I can't do that. I can't Jordan love this. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no offense to Jordan love, but we can't do this. No, I agree with you. But like, what if it's a fifth round pick? Then that's right. not I mean, a quality QB be, of the future. Like that it doesn't has to be that a day three. It would have to be a day right. three pick for me to make sense, though. Yeah. Take from Braden. Take both Christian McCaffrey. Man, the Carolina Panthers are all over today's show. Christian McCaffrey and Brian Burns get traded at this year's trade deadline. Carolina will look to start fresh with hopes of acquiring as much early draft capital as they can over the next two drafts. Almost like what they should have done three years ago when they drafted a nose tackle in the top ten. Burns? That's what what Joe took umbrage with. He was like, Brian Burns, we're going to do this? No, not Burns. Burns is still young enough that he can be a meaningful part of this thing turning around. He's got 10, like, if he stays healthy, he's got like 10 to 12 years left of playing in the NFL. Yeah, okay. I'm not. And he's okay. still in his rookie right. deal. And he's Hold still on. in his rookie deal. 
hold on. So 10 to 12 years. How quickly can Carolina turn this around? It doesn't matter, though. You you don't want to open that needed a premium position unnecessarily when you have players like 24 years old and is playing at a Pro Bowl level. 24 years old. He's in his fifth or his fourth season. Yeah, no, he's part of the plan. He's part of the plan for me. Now, okay, so Joe, what would somebody have to give you to trade Brian Burns? I mean, you're, we're talking. Yeah, I mean, this I, is the this is the Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, it's two first round right? picks and probably a day two pick. Yeah, if you if you give me a Laramie Tunsil size package, we'll go ahead and move on and be like, hey, we don't have to pay the contract and can have more cap space and. In three years, we'll sign a quality free agent to take his sure. spot like the Dolphins did with Teron Armstead replacing Tunsil in three years. Spicy take from Graham here. Then maybe we can get into two truths and a lie. Spicy take. This offseason, a team throws Ryan Day and or Lincoln Riley the, and he uses an expletive, bleeping bag, and they leave. With the influx of modern money coming into sports, buyouts and contract costs are going to become chump change. He's both is hard for me. He said and or he said and or oh and he, or he, okay yeah he opened the door for it to be just one. Lincoln just like... left for the bag in USC. He's yeah, just getting started. Too. I don't think that he's gonna jump. Well, he's got another year of Caleb Williams, right? He can't so Caleb can't declare this year. So we got a two year window to try to win and capitalize on being a national champion or something like I. What's this? I mean, I know Ryan Day's. I like his I like okay. his demeanor, his aggressiveness, his offense, but like what's the I I NFL... asked this question honestly. Yeah. What does Ryan Day do as a coach from a schematic perspective that would make him attractive to the NFL level? Because to me, he's the definition, and this is not a slight, he's a great college coach. He's a great leader of men. I don't know if that works in the NFL level. You got to be good at one side of the ball. You got to be like a creative genius in some capacity. Do, do we do we see that with Ryan Day? Am I speaking out of turn here? I'm with you, man. Like I like Ryan Day a lot. I love what he's doing with Ohio State, but I just don't see the man. We got to have Ryan Day as our head well, coach. Let let me it's, ask you this. Let me ask you this then. What is the When Pete Carroll left USC, forget all the sanctions that were coming. (laughs) What was the perception of Pete Carroll when he left USC? And I understand Pete had previous NFL experience. And that's the difference. And that's the difference. And that would be the only thing that I would would give back to you is he had at least done it before. Because, listen, I'll give you a perfect example. What's the difference from an NFL perspective between Matt Campbell and Ryan Day? What's the difference? I would hope that the interest in these these coaches would be because of their leadership ability, right? Right. But I think you've seen like Ryan Day stepping into the NFL with one year as a quarterbacks coach for the Eagles in fifteen and one year as the 49ers quarterbacks coach in sixteen. I'm guessing with Chip Kelly both years. It gets into this Rolodex thing that Kyle's brought up that has been very impactful in my thinking. What 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 do you Ryan Day and what else? Fangio or something like I would need to feel good about him as a leader of professional football players. 
No further questions. Two truths and a lie, gentlemen, to close the show here. We can do that. The current standings, Joe three and one, Kyle two and two, Chris one and three. And the way it works is we each have three statements that we have prepared for the other two gentlemen. We read those statements out. They confer. They decide which state, which statements they think is the lie of those three. I am off to a terrible start this year through the first two weeks of this, this game. But I feel good this week. I feel good. Who would like to go, go first? first then? Why don't you go uh, first then? All right. All right. I got my statements over here on the other side of the screen. All right. Here we go. You guys ready? Yes. Yes. The quarterback with the most time to throw so far this season is Daniel Jones. Drake May is a better Heisman candidate than Jalen Daniels. The player that has run post routes at the highest rate is Corey Davis. Kyle, I know for a fact that Justin Fields is the highest time to throw in the NFL at 3.4 seconds, and therefore it's not Daniel Jones, and that would make it the lie. Well, I'm you're the one I'm trying to catch in the standing, so if you have that kind of conviction <laughs> and are ready to rip it, I'm going to shut my mouth and fall in line. Are you? Is that your lock? For me, it is. Chris, can you please repeat? I'm going to use my telepathic powers. Sure. I'll I'll read. I'll read the three again. One more time. The quarterback with the most time to throw so far this season is Daniel Jones. Drake may is a better Heisman candidate than Jalen Daniels. The player that has run post routes at the highest rate is Corey Davis. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Joe. So we have a problem. We have a problem. Where's the source that I, I use next gen stats and they have Daniel Jones's time to throw higher than Justin Fields's. So I, hold on. I, we, we've got a problem. Stats. Cause it's, I'm correct. Pass and you guys guessed wrong. Time to throw. Got a big technicality on our hands here. Justin Fields isn't even second, Joe. Right. Okay, he's third. I, According to Pro Football Focus, where I get my information, he's absolutely number one at 3.4. Okay. Daniel Jones I, is 3.29 at I, number three. I mean, what? this is a loss for you guys. I'm sorry. It's just this. It's it's not. If, if Pro Football Focus has a dramatically different... Chris, if you wanted it to be a loss for us, you would have had to say, according to next-gen stats... Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. That's so dumb. I use yeah. next gen stats, and that was where I did my research. Yeah, I mean, but this, it, it is a subjective stats. stat to an, to an extent because there is someone measuring that. It's not like receiving yards; it was for ten yards, and you accumulate them. Time to throw amongst qualifying quarterbacks. Uh, Justin Fields three point four seconds um, with a hundred dropbacks, and Daniel Jones is second with three point two nine, according to Pro Football Focus. I think it just has to be a push. It's a mistrial. Chris, Chris. It's a tie. It's a tie. It, everybody gets a tie. No. Why don't you come back and like take the next little bit of time, come up with another set. I, I can't come up with three more. Come on. There's a lot it's of work just that goes push. into these. We, we, we've learned something. Nothing happens here. No, It doesn't help or hurt anybody. Do we Do we get half one? Do we get a like a... Okay, fine, fine. Fine. How about this? Because I didn't tell you what the truthful one was. 
So I'm I'm hurting myself because now it's a 50-50 shot, but I'll no, read I'll the this. other two statements again. I'll I will read this. the other two statements again. Because I stopped listening after I knew the answer. Drake May is a better Heisman candidate than Jalen Daniels. The player that has run post routes at the highest rate is Corey Davis. I do not believe Corey Davis's utilization falls into that frequency of post routes across the entire NFL. So therefore, I will say that the subjective one is the one that Chris believes to be the lie. And that or is the one that is the truth. And Corey Davis is not the number one post runner in the NFL from a volume perspective. I just think I can just pull pull from next gen stats for any quarterback (sighs) advanced metrics from now on. And I'm just totally going to have Joe in his head. Just flustered. He's flustered. I'm not flustered. I I knew I was, I knew what I knew. I just did that piece on Justin Fields the other day. I, I was familiar with the information. I feel like my, my, where my mind goes with this is I try to figure this out on for Chris. That just feels like a weird piece of information for him to have about Corey Davis. Like I've never, I've never looked at something like that in my entire life. So why my question, like, why would that be the lie? Because I'm sure he Could found be. that statistic exploring something else. He's like, let me put this down. This would be great. And there's a jet in there, so it'll confuse him. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know if I want to go down. I don't want to know if I lose lose the lead here by being the contrarian. So you think that Drake May is a better candidate than Jalen Daniels? That is what you would be saying would be accurate. Yes, I think that you think that's true. Okay, so that means you think that the Corey no, Davis but you just said all this stuff about them beating TCU. Uh yeah, I I, I think the lie is the the Corey Davis one. Kyle, you were, that's what you have gone with as well? Yes. Boys, so I'm catching you in the standings. The lie is Drake May is a better Heisman candidate than Jalen Daniels. Why? Uh, I, was do- I was doing research this morning. No, I'm just all in on Jalen Daniels. Um, I was doing research this morning for this, and I found a story about ranking the most efficient NFL routes, and I was perusing this story, and I got down to the, the post section about the post routes, and this statistic shocked me. The Jets' Corey Davis has run posts at the highest rate in the league in 2022, 12.1%. But Miami's Tyreek Hill is second at 11%. Shocked me. But that is me catching you in the standings, gentlemen. I took a risk and it worked. So the lie the lie was the Corey Davis thing? No, the lie is Drake May being a better Heisman candidate than Jalen Daniels. The Corey Davis thing is truthful. You know what? I I, I, I had my wires crossed because that was my intent. My intent. Well, the reason I said that is you're all in on Kansas, so you do think that he is a good Ah, Heisman but you candidate. talked yourself out no, of it. No, that's fine. I, I said it wrong, but I, I, that was my intent. I will say that. Okay. So after that mess of a two truths and a lie for me, it's one of you guys' turns to go. All right. I got mine. Uh, number, these are all fact-based, okay? Okay. Number one, 13 NFL teams are currently throwing the football on 60% of their offensive plays. 13 NFL teams are currently throwing the football on 60% of their offensive plays. Number two, the Seattle Seahawks are the least penalized team in the NFL through four weeks. Seattle Seahawks are the least penalized team in the NFL through four weeks. Number three, among quarterbacks that have attempted at least 100 passes, according to pro football reference, Baker Mayfield leads the NFL in yards after catch per completion. Kyle, are we going to be friends here or are we adversaries right now? Yes, 
we are going to be friends. And here's what I'll okay. say. Okay. For the Carolina game or for, for Carolina and Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, as of last week, had the second lowest number of completions. He he was the only quarterback who had less completions. Right, we did than this. Just, or less, less completions than Justin Fields had attempts, right? So that is mm-hmm. factual information that we knew as Correct. of last week. I also know Baker has had like two stupid big plays, like the LaVisca Chenault play. And the Robbie Anderson. And the Robbie, like just dumb big plays after the catch. I am inclined to believe that package together means yak per reception because Baker's not completing a very high percentage of his passes is a factual state. Okay. I love what you're thinking there. Can I give you my thoughts on the first statement? Which is 13 teams are passing at least 60% of the time. Joe did a ton of research into the Bears and how often they run the ball and pass the ball and do all that stuff, it would be it would it would it would be believable to me that he took that from his research and didn't fudge the numbers. Now, I have no idea how often Seattle has been penalized. I have not watched enough Seattle football to know if that's even close. But I agree with you. I think it's either one of the first two statements. I think we can put number three in the bucket of that's truthful. Mm-hmm. 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 And so now we're, we're playing the 50-50 game. Joe, can you read the two statements to me again, the first two? Of course. 13 NFL teams are currently throwing the football on 60% or more of their offensive plays. And the Seattle Seahawks are the least penalized team in the NFL through four weeks. Man, I just I really think the second one's the lie. It was the cadence. It was the way he said it. Chris, I'll go down with you. Okay, the second, the Seattle Seahawks are the what, the, the whatever the, the least, second one the was, the least penalized team in the NFL. Yeah, that's, that's the, the lie. lie. That's the lie. Did you guys ever listen to that song by Billy Joel, "Good Night oh Saigon"? Yeah. You know? And we all go down together. No, you guys both made it. You guys both got it right. That's Let's correct. Go. Seattle wow. Seahawks, in fact. Number two wow. in the NFL in penalties. They're, they're getting penalized a lot. 32 penalties for 306 yards. Number two in the league. I thought what I was playing into there was kind of they, they've been a decent, right? And so maybe you were thinking, well, uh, that'd be tough for them to, you know, that's probably part of their script. They're not getting penalized. No, they're getting penalized. Was I spot on with, with my analysis of the first statement, Joe, that it was directly from your yeah, research? Yeah, I pulled it from that. And I, I guess I, I could have made that the lie in like 14 NFL teams, you know, but I didn't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like the lie right. was a blatant lie. They're number two. They're the second most penalized. Are the Broncos team. number one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Russell Wilson effect. You know what I mean? He just yeah, wherever right. he goes, uh, penalties right. are there. Hey, run or pass. <laughs> okay. Hey, not in Kyle. Tell him run or pass. <laughs> By the way, if I if I if I differ from Joe here and I get it right and Joe gets it wrong, we will all be tied at three and three. Just for the record. Run a pass. <laughs> okay. Thing for us in high school, man. <laughs> we are dedicated to red zone passing today. Oh, thank, thank you. Red oh, zone passing is I the statistical it. name of the game. Of quarterbacks, Mac Jones is the only quarter qualifying quarterback in the NFL with as many touchdown passes as interceptions in the red zone. 
That is the first one. Okay. Okay. Number two, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is completing 30% of his pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. And the third is that Jared Goff leads the NFL in passing touchdowns inside the 20. Okay. Joe, I got a lot of thoughts here. All right, start talking to me because I, I don't have a whole lot of You know here. me. I love the Raiders. I watch them a lot. Yeah. Their drive stall out in the red zone more often than bread goes stale. Like it just, I was thinking it, that was true. They just stall out, and it's just a disaster. And it's in large part because they just run like a fade, and it just it's a, it's a disaster. So yeah, I think, I think that true. one's true. Yep. That's really all I got for you. I, I I have convictions about thanks, that thanks one. For everything. And, and you could convince me of the either of I just think okay, I'll ask you this question. How many touchdowns do you think Mac Jones has thrown in the red zone? Just if you had to guess. Two, I three. How, what is what do he have this year? five or something, maybe? I have okay, no I idea. Believe, I believe he has five and five well, for touchdowns he did, and interceptions. This he didn't. I, I don't like how quickly he had that. One of them was like a to bomb to uh, Nelson Aguilar, right? It was, was yes. But Joe, Joe, think about so Joe. Let's say it's two and two, right? So he's thrown two touchdowns and two interceptions. You're telling me there's not a single other quarterback in the National Football League that has two touchdowns and two interceptions in the red zone this year? I would say that red zone interceptions are pretty rare. So you think if it's I more haven't than watched two, really a whole lot of Patriots, man. So not a smart guy. Well, they're one and three, so you you know it's tough to. I haven't had like any like I, the teams I've had to watch. They don't play the Patriots. I haven't seen it. Can yet, I have so. the Can I have the third statement again, please? Jared Goff the third, leads the NFL. Jared Goff leads the NFL in touchdown passes inside the twenty. Inside the twenty, inside the red zone. In the red zone. So in the red zone. It means we're throwing the, the ball zone. to T.J. Hawkinson. Nah, dude, I'm on Ross St. Brown. The first couple weeks of the season was like catching the ball at the fifty and scoring touchdowns. Hawkinson had the long one. I think his game, the one that was the game winner, that was a, that was over 20 yards too. They run the ball a ton. That's the lie. I, I, that's the one that's the lie. I, I'm, I'm committed. If you want to think about it a little bit more, but I'm, I'm certain. Would you like to hear all three one more time? Please. Amongst qualifying quarterbacks, Mac Jones is the only quarterback in the NFL with an equal number of touchdown passes and interceptions in the red zone. Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr is completing 30% of his pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. And Jared Goff is first in the NFL in red zone touchdown passes. Yeah, I I think, man, I'm thinking about this. Mac Jones is the only quarterback in the NFL with the same number of touchdowns as interceptions in the red zone. The only one. That is the that is the statement. And my my concern is that there's just not a whole lot of red zone interceptions. So like you, and I know like there's different stats about player. Like I see these stats all the time that come across my screen that are like that was this guy's first red zone interception in three years. Lamar Jackson only has two in his NFL career. I can tell you the NFL leader in interceptions in the red zone this year has two. Golf leads the NFL in 
passing touchdowns inside the 20. He leads the league. That is leads the, the league, Joe. That they do the score a ton statement. of points. That's the only thing that w- that would convince me otherwise. I but I think, like, what is he? But he a lot might of lead league with four. Like that could lead the league. How many touchdown passes do you think he has in the year, though? Seven or they eight, the, maybe. They they have Swift. Would, They've been would you like ball. that number? I'm willing to give yeah. you that number. Oh, if you're willing, he has, to get, see, he, he has Kyle's a, way too cooperative here. I know. He has eleven. He, was, he has eleven touchdown passes on the season. Eleven. Do, we we dismissed like three of them. Not that's do, not Joe, that many. Do you know why he's so supportive? Is is because it's actually the Raider statistic, and we just completely dismissed that. So he'll give us all the statistics I am for the other flooding two. Flooding you with information. Yeah. Systems overload, short circuit. Estimate. I'm trusting you on this Raider shit. Sorry. Oh, explicit I'll, tag I'll just... on the pod. All right, we're I'll going over it. in time, and I dropped the explicit. I um statement three: the Lions, Jared Goff. That's the lie. Lock it in for Chris Schubert. Lock it in. Chris, I have locked in your answer. Mac Jones, the only quarterback in the NFL with the same number of touchdowns and interceptions in the red zone. Is that your final answer? Could, could 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 some of them have zero of both? Of qualifying quarterbacks, there there are none that have zero of both. So it's not like Kenny, Kenny Pickett playing one half of football and Trey Lance playing like a third of a game. Like it, it doesn't. Right. Okay. Make sure that was. Yep. So I appreciate you clarifying. I think the lies the first one. I think the lies the Mac Jones one. Chris, you can put it on the board. You are correct, sir. Damn Let's it! Go. I overthought it. I overthought. We are all it. tied again. Damn it! Um, Jared Goff is that. is tied for second in the NFL. He has eight touchdown passes in the red zone this year. Patrick Mahomes has ten. Mac Jones has one touchdown pass and one interception in the red zone. And the Raiders are just bad in the red zone. And Derek Carr is six of twenty inside the ten. Yeah, I, I I felt like that was that was the easy one to write off. So what is it? Everybody's three and three, or what? How, what Everybody's is that? Everybody's three and three. I entered the week one and three. I leave it three and three. Things you love to see. Yeah, I effed that up. I, and I personally effed it up because I I just was my wires were crossed on yours, Chris. I knew what I meant to say. Two truths and a lie. Draft dudes in the bag. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. We hope you guys enjoy this weekend of football. If you are in Tuscaloosa, swing by World of Beer tonight between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. We are doing a three-hour show. We will be at the game on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Make sure you come back again on Monday. Thanks for friends over at Bet Online for their continued support. Make it a great weekend, and we'll talk with you all again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.